Welcome to the Lady Palace Podcast. We are your hosts, Bella and Amanda. We're just a couple of gals who are on a mission to shake up the status quo around women's health. Come and delve into the depths with us as we start the conversations to empower, educate, create change and connect you back home into your lady house. Now it's up to every woman to know what's inside of the ovaries, the womb, every part of her vagina. They're different sizes, shapes and all colors. Life starts from a yoni straight from our mothers. Fertility. New creation and the taboo. Let's start a conversation. Your yoni is your homie, so lift her up higher. Ladies, say you're proud. I love my vagina. Woman, power, goddess, flower, lady, palace, click, click, boom. I'm a woman and my body is a temple, and my yoni is connected to my mental. All right, it's the Boom Tang Clan with Ballerina Amanda. to the Lady Palace podcast. Today, Bella and I will be talking about the seasons and our cycles as we delve into the four phases from a Chinese medicine Ayurvedic perspective and then looking from a Western point of view as well. We really think that this will be a great episode for you ladies out there who are wanting to connect deeper into your menstrual cycle and realize that we do have the ebbs and the flows like nature we have those in our cycle and that's why sometimes throughout the cycle you can feel really great and really fun and flirty (laughs) and then other times you're like i feel i feel pretty crap don't come near me no (laughs) the door is closed (laughs) bye 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 felicia (laughs) And so to kind of understand these ins and outs and realize that this is normal and these ebbs and flows aren't, you know, crazy hormonal bitches, we are part of nature and we're a reflection of that. So, yeah. Where are you in your cycle currently? I am day 26. So I'm currently in my autumn, but I'm coming up to my bleed so the leaves are about to fall yes yeah like the menstrual yes shedding the uterus is getting ready for shed um and i'm actually feeling really good um i really like my autumn because i feel like it's a nice blend of going inwards um and taking some time for introspection but then you know just still wanting to get some things done and have a bit of fun so it's a nice kind of blend but what about you, Mance? Where are you in your cycle? I am a bleeding, so I'm in my winter. I am currently day two, and I just we just have to share something. So every time we go to record, we are always bleeding. And we found that last time when we were going to record this episode that the two of us were both bleeding, and we were exhausted. My, I couldn't think. We couldn't get our words out. And this really does highlight the importance of when we are bleeding, it is a time for stepping back, stepping back from our normal activities so we can honor the process of our bleed. And so, and it's also too, just noticing, yeah, I'm not feeling a hundred percent and I do feel tired. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's also when we're at work, particularly in corporate, we may not be feeling as productive. So I am denied about today. Yeah. And we record. (laughs) You know, last time we actually, we were both, I think I was day one and I was in a shocker and we recorded. And then afterwards we were just like, that wasn't right. Like something was off. We couldn't speak properly. We weren't actually articulating what we wanted to get across. Because all the blood was in our uterus. Yeah. Not in our brain. Not in our brain. (laughs) But it was really nice to notice. And it was quite ironic because we were doing a podcast about honoring the different phases yet we were pushing through in our menstrual phase but we're actually feeling pretty good today so we thought vibes are high let's just let's do it yeah yeah Um, i think it also helps too doesn't it we've been on holidays yes so we've actually had time to rest had some downtime yeah yeah Yeah. body feels yeah after christmas it's out of that you know stress day do 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 yes yeah we've kind of come back and we've had a bit of restorative time and it's that kind of when you go inwards now, then you're ready to come out again after you've been away for a bit. Um, so it does feel like it's it's a good time. Um, so maybe we can get into phase one. 
So our menstrual bleed, so it's about one to five days, isn't it? It is. And every woman's cycle is different in terms of their lengths of bleed. I normally bleed for around one to two days and that's always been me. What about you, Bells? I'm about four days, um, sometimes five, but the fourth and fifth days are really light, like quite scanty. And sometimes it'll be super light and then it'll kind of come back a little bit again. Um, but yeah, it's probably four to five days. And so I think one of the key points for knowing what a healthy menstrual cycle is, we should bleed between one to five days. We should change our tampon, our pad every four hours. The health of our flow should be a healthy, fresh red, and it shouldn't contain any clots. Our bleed should essentially just arrive because in Chinese medicine, our period should be a non-event. Mm. But we know from Western culture that for many of us, this isn't the case. A lot of us experience a pre- premenstrual tension or the PMS symptoms, the mm. breast tenderness, the mood changes, painful periods. And so this is one of the key points that painful periods are not normal. Mm. They might be common and these traits, you know, feeling PMSy and feeling irritable and having pain can be quite common. And a lot of our, you know, close friends and mums and aunties will just say, oh, like we had that, that's, you know, but there's a difference between something that's common and what should be normal. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a good way to see a good check-in each each month to be like, how am I feeling? Um, what have I maybe done throughout the month that is making this bleed the way it is? So we'll kind of go through this in all of the four stages, but how you flow through each phase will be the setup for the next phase. So if you've had a really awful period, it could have been something that you did, um, earlier on in the phase like your foods, your sleep, your lifestyle factors. Yeah. Could have had a big night and been on the booze. Yeah. And it's all the toxicity in the blood that's stored in the liver and then being really moody, angry. Yeah. We've all been there. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) I used to be the angriest bitch before I get my period. Yeah. I'd be having road rage. I'd be in the car. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Driving, I don't even feel like that's something that I get around my period. Like I could be, you know, my meditative zen little self some of the time. As soon as I get in the car, it's the biggest test. Oh, it is. I'm like, why am I so triggered by all of you? (laughs) Thank God for meditation. That's been the game changer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank God for it. Now I'm like the yogi bear. (laughs) (laughs) The yogi bear. I'll be like, oh, could you just... Gently, please move to the left. (laughs) Get out of the fucking way. (laughs) Doll, it's called an indicator. That's right. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, And so from a Western medicine perspective, essentially our menstrual blood is a gland and it constantly is remodulating throughout our cycle. And so when we get to menstruation, when we have our flow is that essentially the body is going through a period of necrosis. Mm -hmm. So this is where the endometrial lining will start to shed and necrosis means it's a death. And so you can understand each cycle ladies, we are having this period of growth and then death. And Mm -hmm. as the lining sheds, and particularly for those that are trying for a baby that are trying to conceive it is that moment of real grief and so you can understand that because we are losing our cells and the cells are going through the death moment Mm. and so as the lining sheds our hormones drop so our progesterone levels and our estrogen levels they reach a baseline and so as they reach a baseline this then signals the endometrial lining to begin its shedding the lining is also uh, has prostaglandins and the prostaglandins are what create the gentle uterine contractions to help the lining to shed. So in endometriosis, we know that the prostaglandins are elevated. And so this is what, because there's so many prostaglandins, a heightened amount will then cause um, more uterine contractions, which then leads to pain. 
and inflammation. So prostaglandins also cause an inflammatory response. And so one of the tips that we recommend is to um, take magnesium because magnesium helps to um, with smooth muscle contraction and our endometrium and our uterus is made up of smooth muscles. So this magnesium will help to ease those contractions. So if you are experiencing painful periods and heavy cramps and dull cramps and magnesium is a really nice way to be able to soothe your beautiful womb and your uterus. I wonder if around that time as well, that's why we crave chocolate so much because chocolate, you know, natural and processed forms are so high in magnesium Mm -hmm. that maybe that's our body craving the magnesium in it to soothe the pain or to be able to aid the muscle contractions that our body just reaches for the chocolate because it's... It's so intuitive. Available. Yeah. It It knows. It so knows. Yeah. And also too, interestingly, as the lining sheds, it remodels. So if we haven't conceived, it remodels and it starts to produce glycogen. And so our body is naturally craving more energy sources. And so that's why we want them carbs. (laughs) All them carbs. Yeah. Because I noticed the other day before I was getting my period, which was day 26, I was thinking, oh, my goodness, I just need to support my body with extra carbohydrates. And so yes. it was like scavenging around the clinic. Oh, where can I get some extra carbs? From? Give me them carbs. Give me them carbs. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like I last night for dinner was just making like a usual kind of salad that I'd make. And I decided to put like a huge, like massive chunk of rice with it. Cause I was like, I know my body needs this and, you know, needs extra carbs, but it's such a classic, like Western, um, interpretation of carbs is like, it's going to make you gain weight and, you know, all those kinds of things, carb avoidance. So it's healthy to include the, the great carbs. We need it. Well, we need it. And purely for that fact, because our, as the endometrial lining sheds, it's turning into a form of glycogen. So we actually do need those carbs, ladies. So don't refrain. And carbohydrates are an essential building block um, metabolically as well. And yes. Yeah. And if you're including all the, you know, wholesome whole grains and the good carbohydrates that are also in vegetables as well, um, that's going to really help you throughout your whole menstrual bleed. Um, and yeah, I notice a difference when I include the good carbs in my period. Um, and I think something else that I really love that you talk about man's in clinic is the different types of blood, the different colors of blood, likening it to different wines (laughs) because it makes it so relatable. And I think when I'm bleeding, I look at my blood. I'm like, is that a Shiraz? Is that a Merlot? Is that a Cab Sav? Or a sheer rosé? <laughs> oh, actually, I've never included a rosé. Yeah, because it's like that light pink. It is. I love that. So we do, don't we? In yeah. clinic, we talk about our menstrual blood as a, a palette, a color palette. Mm, and yeah. so different colors indicate different types of conditions. So ones that are very a deep purple will normally indicate that there's a lot of stagnation Mm. through the uterus and this is normally coupled with clots and the clots will be sort of like either a dark purple black so that will indicate conditions such as endometriosis um, menorrhagia which is also heavy periods dysmenorrhea which is painful periods so the pathology is normally coupled with what we're seeing in our blood flow Mm. And so the deep Shiraz will also indicate that their period could be quite heavy and there may be a pain associated with that. We want you girls to know that painful periods with the color of black, a deep purple with lots of clots is completely not normal. And we would recommend that you seek out a practitioner to discuss your period health. Yeah, definitely. That's really important that you're not on this alone and you can reach out for help and Um, there's so many different practitioners now that are so equipped in women's health and that really go into lengths, you know, different naturopaths, different Chinese medicine practitioners, even integrative doctors. Yeah. Yeah. They're really across it. Um, which is really fantastic to see because it's not something that we learn in school. And it is our fifth vital sign. So ladies, we want you to know that in Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic that, 
our menstrual cycle being our fifth vital sign reflects our overall health, not only our reproductive health. So really start to get in tune with your cycle and keep a journal. And we also recommend some apps as well. There's a free app, iPeriod. I use Clue, which is really great. Um, And most of them as well, you can add in, I know Clue, you can add in other things that are going on. It's not just, oh, my period was this color or this is the day that I'm bleeding. You can add in, did I have cramps? Um, What were my bowel movements like? How many hours of sleep did I get? What were my emotions like? Was I feeling supportive? Was I feeling conflicted? Um, Was I feeling withdrawn? What was my energy like? There's a whole list. Um, And it's really great because Clue will, this isn't a plug for Clue, um, will get smarter and it tracks artificial intelligence. Yeah. Love it. (laughs) Thanks guys. Um, it tracks what, like your patterns over each cycle. So it'll say, you know, every period for the last three months, you've tracked that on day three, you've felt cramps. So it's something that you might not remember, but it, yeah, it remembers it for you. It's a little, so what it does essentially is it creates your hormonal profile. Mm. And so then it's easier for you to be able to decipher what's happening with your cycle and then that'll graph it out for you and it'll start to put everything into like a pattern diagnosis. And this is really good for you to take when you see your practitioner Mm. as well. Yeah, because I feel like that's the first place in all of this. Like if this is something that's quite new to you, um, you haven't really talked about your periods before with your mum or your girlfriends, And you just think, where do I start with all of this? Because it could be quite overwhelming. First things first is to just get an app and just start to create that body awareness of, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm checking in each month Um, or even throughout the phases. You can even in your, um, when you're ovulating, you can write in what your cervical mucus was like. So just to create that conversation with your body and kind of tap more into it. So that's a nice kind of place to start. And then, you know, you can always journal around it as well. Such a great point because Mm. that's, this is what this podcast is about is about really, it's why it's called the lady palace, because we want you to understand your, we want you to understand your cycles, Mm. what's going on um, under the hood with your reproductive organs, with your vagina, your uterus, your menstrual cycle. Yeah. And so as we step into this phase, it is known as winter, isn't it? Yeah. So this is our inner winter. Um, So what are some of the key points of what we need to do in our winter phase that helps us? Well, because it's similar to nature, isn't it? Winter is about hibernation. It's about going inwards, reflecting. That's it. Yeah, that's it exactly. So you can see in nature with animals, especially in the winter periods, a lot of the animals go into hibernation and they'll store up all the foods. (laughs) So you will see an increase in your hunger levels and, um, you just want like the plain, simple carbs or chocolate. Like you just want glycogen. So it's really important that you are getting all the foods and this isn't a time for, um, stripping back or, you know, cutting carbs and things like that. This is the time to eat all the good nourishing foods. Um, It's a time to really step back just with everything. So with social commitments, don't overdo your calendar. Don't commit to all the different things. Don't be a yes person. (laughs) Yeah. Be that person. Just double check in with yourself like that internal Mm. inventory. Hang on. What is it that I really need right now? Yeah. Rather than going, yes, yes, yes. And then when you get to your period, you realize you're like, actually overcommitted. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which I, that was me. Yeah. Especially in my twenties and I'll you just like, push yeah, through, push through. Yeah. Cause like, I just got to get through it. Just got to push through. And that's such a Western culture. Yang mentality. Yeah. Just got to get it done. But yeah, this is a time for real honoring and in Chinese medicine and Ayurveda, our menstrual blood is considered sacred. And when we are bleeding, this is the wisest time in our cycle. Um, so to really honor that and to, um, to take the time to be by yourself and not to outpour and to constantly, you know, give to people and work commitments and things because you are already giving so much energy through your blood. 
Um, and-, and that and that's right. You know, in the sages, in the book, the red tent, women used to come together and sit under the red tent. And they'd menstruate into the earth and they'd share mm. their stories. And this was a way of being able to give the magic of our menstrual blood back into the earth because our menstrual blood does contain all those essential uh, minerals. Mm. And it's also containing cytokines and it's also um, we're shedding the inflammation as well. And so the body's really, it's that, it's letting go. Yeah. And in that letting go, we want to create, because we're essentially in flow and we're flowing with our period, we want to create that flow by encouraging diva cups or pads. So there's an actual flow and the blood's coming out, but with tampons, there's like that plug sort of sensation. So especially for the first couple of days, we do really encourage to use pads or cups to be able to actually let the flow come on out. Yeah, because in Chinese medicine we want to make sure that the blood flow always empties completely because if Mm. it doesn't empty completely, then what happens is it remains little pockets of blood stagnation. And so, ladies, you may see that when you have your period that you have when it first starts, it has a little bit of a brown flow. So this Mm. indicates that there's been old blood from your previous cycle. So by not wearing tampons, it allows the blood to flow completely. So I like to assimilate my period to a river. So we want to make sure that our river is flowing and Swadhisthana is our second chakra. And this element relates to water. It's Mm. also our pleasure center. So it's allowing that energy to flow and dance with life. And our period is essentially, it's, it is a dance, Mm. you know, it's that dance of the ebbs and flows throughout the different times of our cycle. And I think that um, a beautiful way as well as I tell ladies in clinic to get a plant. So if you have a menstrual cup, it's amazing. You'll see the difference. Your plant will flourish. Take your menstrual blood and then pour it into the soil. Now, I know for some of you that might sound absolutely disgusting, but (laughs) we have to build a relationship with our blood. We have to build a relationship with our cycle and our menstrual blood is connected to our matriarchal lineage and it carries a specific DNA and it carries the wisdom from our mothers and our grandmothers and all the way down our ancestral lineage. Mm, I love that. Yeah. You know, and so it's particularly so if we, we see in clinic a lot, if there's been women that have had birth trauma, their mothers have had birth trauma, their grandmothers have had birth trauma. So there is very much an ancestral connection. And so that's mm. also our relationship to our bodies and to our cycle. Yeah. And I think something that I was going to say before is how we're establishing this connection to our menstrual bleed and our cycles now, whether you're 15 or 45, it's how it's going to set your relationship to it throughout the rest of your life. So especially for the young girls out there, it's really important to create this connection so that we're not afraid of our wombs. We're not trying to shut down the period through, you know, contraception and the pill and things like that. We're really embracing it so that when it comes time for if we are wanting to have babies and reproduce, when we do come into the time of pregnancy and then birth, we're not afraid of our womb space and we think this is a really empowering time again I've established a really beautiful connection to my period and to my womb throughout the years. This is just a continuation of that connection. So it's so just, vital. Yeah, it's just that continued empowerment that, fuck yeah, I'm a woman and I get to bleed and I get to birth. And it's really incredible. But knowing that, like having that connection and knowing that it's not a time of, um, holy fuck, like, what am I going to do? I'll just, you know, shut it down and create further disconnection. And make educated choices, isn't it, mm. really? Yeah, yeah, that's it. When you know both sides of, you know, if you are wanting to go on the pill. Which you we know, have an amazing episode for you, ladies. Yes, yes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> about, about the pill. Yes. Yeah, about the book The Pill. So yeah. you do get to understand what is happening to your body when you do go on the pill. So it's just that informed choice. Um, so let's recap. Phase one is basically a drop in hormones. Yep. It is a time where we need, it's our winter phase. It's our winter. 
Um, in Ayurveda, it's considered our Vata time. So Vata is the queen ruler of all the doshas and she governs movement. So downward movement, especially. So that's when we, um, you know, the yeah. The descending yeah. wind, which yeah. is all about excretion. Yes, that's it. Exactly. And because Vata is the biological combination of uh, wind and air, so space. Um, so Ooh, when, I love that. So it is because when you bleed, you're creating space for the next cycle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so when she's balanced, sorry, when she's imbalanced, she is, she can create more anxiety, fear, Um, and I've noticed that this comes up sometimes when I'm about to bleed or when I'm bleeding. Um, and yeah, you can be really kind of all over the place. You're, um, kind of in that deep state of fear. Like she brings up a lot of that anxiety. Um, so to balance her, you want to just have all the nourishing foods, all the really warm foods. You don't want, um, anything cold or raw Keep warm, so especially your feet. Always wear socks. Do lots of meditation. Because um, on that point too, the reason why in Chinese medicine we wear socks on our feet is because the first point for the kidney meridian, the kidney meridian controls reproduction, is under the sole of the foot. Mm. So um, gong yuan. And so you want to be making sure that you're wearing because kidneys are the kidneys need to be warm. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. And hydrated. The number one thing would be meditation, but number two is hydration because the characteristic of Vata can be dry. So because she's like the wind and as she goes throughout the body, she can create dryness and that's dryness throughout your uterus as well. Which, and water lubricates. Being yeah. the water element as well through Swati Stana. Yeah. And so you want to have you know, more coconut water, more water with Celtic salt or Himalayan sea salt. So you're actually getting the water. Um, and that's going to help you have a better bleed. Yeah, absolutely. So you can see that. Otherwise, sometimes mm. the blood ends up being quite dry. Yeah. And you don't feel like you're actually getting a proper bleed. It's kind of like when you go and do a poo and it's not actually satisfying. The river ain't flowing. That's on still in there. Get it out. <laughs> And also, so, too, from a t- Chinese medicine perspective, we want to – it's very similar to Ayurvedic in the fact that we want to be having our warming foods. We want to be using a heat pack as well. We also recommend moxa because moxa mm. helps the blood to flow. It creates a beautiful, healthy, vascular blood flow. Yes. And also, too, now, see, because I'm bleeding, all the blood, I'm just <laughs> – I can feel it. The blood is in my uterus right now. I've lost my train of hydration was it something it was uh it's totally gone but doesn't matter love that this is exhibit a (laughs) we are the living breathing proof (laughs) oh blood is yin so as women we are the essence of yin yes and so this is why it is so important that we do all the things to nourish our blood because Mm. every month we are losing more blood and blood is associated and connected with chi so also, too, that's why we become quite tired because the body is becoming vacious. As it mm. empties blood, it's also releasing chi. And so this is why we want to be slowing down because if we're out there at the gym and just pumping it out, going for a run, yeah. cortisol levels are spiking, what we're doing is we're actually depleting ourselves for our follicular phase, which then leads into ovulation and then the next menstrual cycle. So by the time you get to having your next cycle, you'll feel depleted because mm. you haven't held your reserves and supported your reserves. Yeah. And going out and doing all the things is just going to further exacerbate your Vata. So she needs rest. So just put on your favorite series or cheeky little movie that you love, hop under the covers, get a nice big bowl of soup and rest. This is the time for rest. Broth. Yeah. Vegetarian broth. Shiitake yeah. broth. Yeah. Broth, broth, broth. All the good stuff. All the liquids. All the liquids. All of the time. And all of the rest all of the time. Um, so, so follicular. Yeah. So phase two. So follicular. This is usually day five to, I mean, depending on how long your 
cycle length is. So about, this is given a 28-day cycle, ladies. Yeah. So it would be from day five to about day 13. 13. And so follicular is, I love this phase. This is the time of our angel wings. We've crawled out. We've come out of hibernation. We're out of the cave. Little meerkat that sticks its head up and has a little look around. She's like, all right. I'm I'm scoping. (laughs) I've got my angel wings on. I'm feeling amazing. So I, was, I might have been a bit of a beast, might have snapped a few times, but I'm back. I'm good. <laughs> I've had my broth and she's feeling sweet. <laughs> and so as the endometrial lining builds, estrogen is being produced. And so estrogen helps to create a beautiful, healthy endometrial lining. It also helps to increase our cervical mucus as we lead up to our fertile window and ovulation. And so we call this follicular our foundations. And so essentially you can't build a house on shaky foundations, as cheesy as that sounds. So this is our foundational phase for how we move into the rest of our cycle. I love that. And so this is a time where we've got an increase in all our hormones. And so we start to feel really connected back into our bodies we start to feel great. We're building our yin. Mm. The yin is building, which is the endometrial lining. It's also helping to produce and recruit a dominant follicle that's going to be ready for mating or not mating. Mm. And so in this phase, what are some of the things that um, we should be doing to for social engagements? and Yeah, so well, this is our inner spring, ladies. So we, like we said, we have come out from the cave and we are ready to socialize. We have probably gone through our period feeling a bit bloated, feeling like we're holding onto some water weight. This is the time where we start to feel like we're coming back into our bodies more, feeling more embodied and we're ready to go and do all the social things. So this is the time to, you know, go set and- goals. Yeah. Yeah. Really kind of plan out. Okay. What do I want to be achieving during this time of my cycle? Yeah. Map and it out. Like you said, this is the time that we're building our foundations. So in Ayurveda, this is known as our kapha time. And so kapha is the biological combination of water and earth. So this is the real like grounding time and you're actually setting up the building blocks for the rest of your cycle. So um, that earth and water nature, when you think of the two coming together, it creates mud. So it's really kind of sticky and dewy. And in this as well, we see an increase in our cervical mucus because kapha determines mucus. So we start to see an increase in the mucus, the cervical mucus. I love this. Um, yeah, I which is really good the mud because I just think of the womb as a, as a um, garden. Yes. And so it's like uh, it's starting, soil. We're planting the soil. Yeah. So we're planting the soil, also getting ready for literal implantation leading up to the um, – if we are trying ladies – because, ladies, just to let you know, which you probably might have a freak out about this, but please don't is that our bodies are designed biologically. Mm. Everything that happens in our menstrual cycle with the remodulation of the endometrial lining is all geared towards conception. Yeah. Everything as a woman's body is geared towards fertility. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) The body wants a baby all of the time. (laughs) We might not be there yet. So that's why it's also really important to know these different phases and to know what's going on throughout your cycle so that if you are intentionally not trying for a baby, you know the right points in your cycle when to have sex and when to not have sex, this fertility awareness. Because we're going to do an episode on FAM, fertility awareness method, which we will go deeper and deeper into. We'll also have an e-book that you'll be able to download about how to chart your cycle. So stay tuned for that juicy, juicy episode. Because I do, like that's how I I'm 27 and haven't gotten pregnant yet intentionally because I know when to have sex in my cycle, when to not, or when to use a condom and when to say, sorry, don't come inside me, please. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you want a baby. (laughs) I'm like that. Pick up my phone. uh, No, do not come inside me, guys. Okay. I'm fertile right now. (laughs) We've had enough babies. (laughs) Which is really funny for when you're just dating someone and 
Like on, you know, the first time you're having sex, we drop that bomb. You got to be like, quick, I'm just going to go to the toilet. Okay. On my app, it says. So I'm actually ovulating. So, um, condoms <laughs> in the bum polio. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God. I love that. Backdoor. Was going to backdoor today. <laughs> oh, love that. All um, the things. Well, yeah, yeah, sex is a natural thing. Oh, my God. And we try all different things. And and this is the time also that we're starting to get more horny. Like, we're starting to crave that because our body, like you said, is always wanting us to reproduce. So, we are getting to that time of ovulation and leading up to that. So, the body's like, come on, let's find that male partner. Let's get out and get him so that we can have a baby. Um, and I also feel like at this time my senses are heightened Yeah, because you want to pick the right mate. You want to have the right people around you. So I feel like I've got a really good like bullshit detector and I'm like, mm, no, 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 no. Get out of my space. Yeah. And it's also too, um, it is such a good detector. It's like the pheromones are on, the scent mm, is out there. Yeah. You have the right scent. Yeah. And just to let you know on the contraceptive pill that that totally suppresses your pheromones. And so it's actually putting out the incorrect scent. So Mm. the pill is just a, you know, it has its place, but it's also the most uncontrolled trial on women in history. It's completely shutting down our our biological process. all our natural biological and physiological processes. So essentially it's just numbing us. Yeah. And so if you've been on the pill for 10 years and the body has stopped its production of hormones because the pill's taken that over, then when you come off the pill, the body's then trying to regulate 10 years of not making hormones. So it's trying to learn how to do that all again. So hypothalamus, pituitary, ovarian access. That's what it's trying to do. Mm. It's trying to switch that beautiful pathway on, of which I love to call it, it's our creation. It's our creative cycle. And so the follicular phase is really stepping into that creative cycle because we also feel more energized. Yeah. Also to a really good time to pick your training up as well. So if you're exercising in this part of your cycle, if you're not trying for a baby, it's a really great way to, you know, you can do your marathon running, you Mm. can do your intensive training. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also this is the time for planning. Like if you have goals in mind or if there are things that you want to achieve, now's the time to set those intentions and that framework for what it is that you actually want to achieve and kind of set those things into motion. Um, and you'll probably start to feel that as well. Like you'll probably notice, notice your next spring, you do have this even further sense of clarity Whereas through your period, you're kind of like a little bit foggy because all the blood's in your uterus. Whereas now it starts to come back into your brain and you're like, oh yeah, I know what I wanted to say now. And here it is. Um, and so it is, if you do follow, if you do follow your phases, you are definitely more receptive throughout your cycles. You are, you make better decisions. You're not as cloudy. You also make the right nutritional choices as well, because you're not playing catch up because you're supporting your body with all the essential minerals and building blocks because food forms a really big part of our building blocks for our hormones. And so proteins in this part of your cycle help to build a healthy endometrial lining, Mm. still keeping with those warming foods, some beautiful spices so you've got the hormones and you've got your B vitamins. Yes. And this being kapha time, we definitely want to still, because the characteristics of kapha, that mud, it's um, wet, it's cold, uh, it's really heavy and really dull. So we don't want, don't want to exacerbate kapha with too many heavy, rich foods like we might want to have done in our bleed. But we want to start to have more light foods, so still warm and nourishing, but just a lot lighter and really include a lot of different vegetables, cruciferous vegetables, um, but, yeah, that good balance of, um, of protein. And that's, you know, plant-based ones as well if there are some vegans out there. So all the beans, the lentils, all the chickpeas. Um, that's right because – essentially what hang on what was that that you were saying about the foods lighter we want it to be lighter foods but still warming 
Yeah, still warming. Um, okay, so then now coming into our third phase, which is ovulation. And this is actually the most important time of our cycle. This is why we have a menstrual cycle is it's for the, it's ovulation. Yes, yeah, we're taken. We're taken. <laughs> so the body has essentially, it is, we have it, we see we need a really good base of estrogen to help build and create that surge in the luteinizing hormones. So as we get an increase in the luteinizing hormone, that then triggers ovulation. It triggers that dominant recruited follicle to release an egg. Mm. And so as the egg releases, it starts to travel down the fallopian tube for possible fertilization. And so this is the time where it is, it is, we're feeling absolutely amazing where it, we might be in alignment with the full moon. Mm. So everything is heading to, we, we feel really fertile. Yeah. We feel creative. We feel receptive. We feel, um, you know, if we're going through our Tinder app, we're like, we're spot on. Like you said, there's no <laughs> bullshit filter. It's like, hey, baby, um, I'm <laughs> you, feeling good. Yeah. You yeah. may feel an increase, more increase in cervical mucus. So your fertile fluid. Yes. And what maybe can you talk to us about what our cervical mucus looks like ovulating? So I know for myself, oh, um, yeah, yeah, how to tell if I don't have the ovulation sticks to be able to tell actually when I have ovulated, how can I tell if I'm ovulating or if I have ovulated from my cervical mucus? So after our period, uh, we dry up, and so um, ovulation is normally deemed from day 14 to 16. So in our follicular phase, as you said, the body is prepping; it's the foundation. So um, post our period, our cervical mucus will start to be quite a little bit thick. It can be a white color. It could be a little bit claggy. And then as the estrogen builds, we come up to our fertile window. The cervical mucus starts to become more lubricated, and so this mm. changes in consistency. So it starts to become more like a river, that more sort of water flowing, lubricated mm. in the sense of it can be a little bit clear, it can be sticky, it can be quite watery. And this is the time that you may notice you're feeling um, a wet sensation. Mm. You may notice a wet sensation in your undies and also too you may notice the white cervical mucus that dries up on your underwear. And so mm. it's really good to track this throughout your cycle because as you start to make notes in your diary or on your app, you start to see that change. And then you'll start to really be able to understand when you are coming up for your fertile window. And I have those really definitive changes. Mine will go from quite dry to a little bit thick. And then as I come up to ovulation, it's lubricated. And the reason why it becomes quite wet and slippery and it always reminds me of the Bon Jovi album which maybe for some of you before your time slippery when wet <laughs> slip and slide into my vagina that's right it's so the penis can enter it just slides on you. yes god the body knows what it's doing and our cervix sits high as well and so if we have an orgasm around this time is that the cervix will scoop down drop down and draw the semen up and so this is what I call the orgasm dance. And so during Ooh. this time, it's a really great way to, you know, it's it's important that we have a healthy relationship with our body. And so one of the ways you can develop that is by doing the cervical test. So you put your fingers in after you've had a shower throughout your cycle to see and feel the height of your cervix because it changes throughout our cycle. Mm. it sits low after our period and then moves high as we come. It's like an opening. It's mm. that lengthening and opening. And then after ovulation, the cervix closes and that's because it goes, the body's preparing for a possible incubation. And so it closes. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm coming in. <laughs> don't come knocking. The door is closed. And I got baby. <laughs> and so tell me, how do you feel around ovulation? I feel really good. Um, I always, I mean, in my spring, I start to feel so much better and just like, yes, like wanting to do all the things. And ovulation is known as our, known as our inner summer. So after springtime where summertime's even better, like we're just welcoming in all the fun stuff, you know, summertime, it's when you want to go out and see all your friends. There's also no plans. It's like spontaneous. You're just fun and 
in flow. You're working with, um, you know, like all the great things that are coming up. There's all the festivals and all that stuff. So you just want to do all the things. Um, and you and feel so energized. Yeah. 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 You really do. And, and you feel in your body. Yeah. Yeah. And because this is our fertile stage, this is where it's really great time to put those things in that you'd set up in your follicular phase with all your planning right into action to actually go out there and then action them. Yeah. So these are the like projects or the businesses or the relationships that we really want to foster because this is the most fertile time so that they're ready to be birthed. If you're dealing with lots of people's money as well, making these are the times because you would just be making the best decisions of actually where yes. to put their money. <laughs> well, this is in Ayurveda. This is our, we've come into our Pitta time and the Pitta dosha is the combination of water and fire. It's predominantly fire. It's that really fiery time. And it's transformation. Yeah. Well, Peter governs transformation um, because we're transforming from literally one to the other of a maiden and transforming into the potential of being a mother. Um, so it's literally from that, you know, springtime of potentially <laughs> becoming fertile into all of a sudden, yeah. It's like, and just feeling absolutely amazing. And that's the same in Chinese medicine is that it's the build, the yin phase, which is the, you know, it's the quieter phase, it's the building blocks. And then as we, as the yin builds, it reaches its peak, it converts into yang. And so you've got this transformation into, I always visualize, I like to describe in clinic that when the egg releases, which you can see on your BBT chart, it's like, it releases. It's a cannonball. It's like so a woman coming Pew. opening up the doors, and she's like, "I'm here, <laughs> hello world." <laughs> and so it's like you've got that yang energy, which is yes. kind of it's very um, energetic. It's transforming. Yeah, I'm here. I'm yeah. ready. I have arrived. It's I the love sun. it. Sun. Yeah. It's also to that time in our phase is as we come up for ovulation, it's that change into progesterone. And progesterone is really, it's warming our uterus for potential fertilization. And so that yang, which is also to pitta. the pitta, yeah. the fire, yeah. it's that warming. And so our womb becomes really warm for the potential of mm. fertilization. And you may also notice too that you become, your body temperature becomes a little warmer as well. And as we have that change, once you've ovulated, your cervical mucus will dry up. Yeah. And yeah. so, and the door closes. Yeah. And so then if you are having hormonal imbalance around ovulation, you may notice that you're having a change in your bowels. They may be coming a little bit more constipated. You might notice that your moods are becoming, you're feeling a little PMSy. You might be starting to have breast tenderness, bloating. So these are all little symptoms that there is a hormonal imbalance. And so it's a good time to reflect back. What have you been doing or what have you not been doing enough of Mm. in your follicular phase to create this imbalance in your, around your ovulation and your luteal phase? Yeah. And Pitta dosha makes you get really clear on what you want and what is serving you and what isn't. And it's a real cutthroat energy as well of, okay, no, 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 no. Like really decisive. Left, left. What is it on Tinder? I've never yeah. <laughs> Swiping, you swipe left if no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she knows. The pit is like, no, 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 no. Yeah, nah. Um, <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> and so with pitta dosha, when this is imbalanced, it's, an excess of heat and fire. So this can be seen in our digestive system, which is known as our agni, which is the inner fire. We, If we have too much pitta, we have a really heated digestion. So we can have really loose stools. Um, we aren't actually assimilating our nutrients. So and it's literally just going straight through. Yeah, and the fire within then boils up to our head. So you can see... Um, this time you might become more hot headed um, or too much in your head as yeah, well. Yeah. And too Anxious. angry. And this is when also we see more skin irritations coming up. So eczema, psoriasis, acne can really flare up over this time. Um, and so to balance the pitta, 
we want to incorporate more cooling activities. So less of like your full on heavy training and your marathons. We want to do more kind of stretching yoga, still, you know, active and still building up a sweat, um, swimming or going for a walk by a river or a lake with that kind of cooling sensation is really great. Um, we want to introduce more cooling vegetables and herbs. So like fennel, cucumber, celery, um, Peppermint. yeah, yeah. Bidal, um, bidal coal, which is uh, cardamom. Yeah, yeah. All the spices and herbs and also – water with lemon as well, which is really good throughout your entire cycle just to yeah, support yeah. the liver because yeah. also too if there's that excess estrogen. Yes. You want to be having your brassica family and high-fiber foods so the body can be able to assimilate and take that excess estrogen out, which will help – if you're having, you know, those PMS symptoms leading up to. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And to have more kind of lighter food, so not heavy and um, because you're in kind summer. of heating. Too, yeah. Isn't it? So you don't want to be having those heavy winter foods. No. Which are and this in is your the time cycle. that you can have more raw fruits and vegetables, um, but also to make sure you're getting enough protein so the hormones are being stabilised. Um, and, and glucose too, to, to stabilize those blood glucose levels. Yeah. Because yeah. it's also too in Chinese medicine and, um, in yogic philosophy, the womb is, it's a sacred space. And as Bella was mentioning earlier, our blood is sacred as well. Mm. And so if we are trying to conceive at this time, you've got to remember that your womb is sacred. So you don't want to be out there doing abdominal crunches, mm. creating compression through your womb. You want to be keeping your womb open and receptive. And so that is the summer, open and receptive. And with that, that means really honoring your body as a woman. And so not doing all your marathons, as we were saying, just do gentle stretching, walking, mm. and really listening to your body, tapping in, saying, okay, what do I need right now? What's going to best support me? And the first answer that comes to mind, I always call it our internal inventory. If it's like, I just need to rest, we'll just honor that because yeah. otherwise you're pushing through with too much yang and then it's an excess yang. And if we have excess yang, that then depletes the yin. And mm. so we start to have an imbalance and that's that too much of pitta, as you were saying, that excess pitta. Yes. Yeah. And it's harder to pacify the pitta when, if we've over there's no grounding no no and yeah it's then we're coming into the vata time again and if we haven't set up the summertime with our pitta time for cooling and nourishing then in our vata time again we can feel completely out of balance so um i think as well it's important to mention that if you're a um avid yogi in our menstrual time not to do an inversions because we want to actually let the blood flow um, and make sure that we're not doing all the headstands and doing all the things. Maybe just do the yin classes. Yeah, do the yin, honour the yin at that time of your cycle. And in the pitta time, in our ovulation phase, to do lots of twists. So that's going to help aid the detoxing, but not like... Yeah, not if you're conceiving. But that's totally fine if yeah. you're young, yeah. if you're in your twenty. you know, for not. those women that are basically not conceiving, yeah. Yeah. you can do your twists yeah. because it aids with the detoxing. The detoxing, effect. yeah. But definitely not if you're trying. Um, and and then, so ovulation is, a, a, let's recap it, it's our, yeah. fir- it's our most fertile time in our cycle. Yeah. It's our peak Summer phase. Yes. It's yep. the time where we should be actioning all our projects, time for journaling, a time for being really social, getting out there. Yeah. This is also the time that if you have wanted to act on something in terms of voicing your opinions to someone, like family or in a relationship, Peter is really great at saying what they want and just getting it out. So if there's been something that you're harboring, this is the time just to get it out and say it completely. And yeah, because that's right. I love that because that kind of like segues into autumn because in autumn, if you, which is our luteal phase, it's what happens is if you haven't dealt with what's needed to be done 
before you get your period, it's going to come out. And this is yeah. where we start to get that PMSy haven't been able to say what you needed to say. Haven't honored myself. Haven't honored self. Yep. Um, and so then you get all those, you start to get tired. You feel blah, yeah. you don't feel energized. You feel bloated. You feel, yeah. you might even feel stuck. You feel agitated. You may feel depressed. Mm. So it's really like this phase. If you haven't honored yourself throughout your total, throughout your entire cycle, it, you just start to feel totally disconnected. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, not yourself. And like we we're saying, like each phase is setting up for the next so it's really important to honor that time and to try and tap into those phases and tap into the seasons and even, you know, for your next cycle, just try it out and see what happens and kind of take like a really great inventory. Because I always think of autumn. Autumn is like the gathering. It's the bringing together. Yeah. So this is everything, you know, what's been throughout. It's like the, it's harvest. It's preparing for harvest. Yeah. So this is our last phase in our cycle, stage four, our follicular phase. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's our luteal phase. Luteal. You're getting the period. The period brain. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. There is. And guess what? I, there is such a thing as Period brain, yeah. and even though in one of our uh, talks it was said that there's not such a thing as baby brain, it just we've got a lot going on as women. We're multitaskers, and well, so we don't do things at one task. And so when we're multitasking, we're here, there, and everywhere. And like you said, like it just sums it up perfectly. All the blood's in our uterus. Yeah, just not that much in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're in our loot here phase. Um, I got period brain. Okay, just so yeah. when you're at work, you can just say to your employer, "Sorry, period brain." And you know what? They won't say a thing. I think they would just be like, yeah. "What the?" <laughs> just slap on a um, post-it note on your head. Period brain. Um, I remember like going to swimming classes and things that when we we're in high school, I hated doing swimming and I didn't get my period until I was like 17, but even like in year eight, year nine. Late bloomer. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you were, I was a late bloomer. you were an athlete doing lots of sport. Yeah. I was a cross country runner. Which we can talk about too. Yeah. yeah. In another site. Exacerbates Vata. So I didn't have the foundations and the nourishment for my body to be able to give me a bleed earlier on, but I just used to tell my PE instructors, I was like, no, I've just got, and it was, he was a male. So I was like, oh no, I'm just, I've, I'm bleeding. Or I've, I did, I think I even said something like that. I think I said, oh, I've got like my, my monthly. And he'd just be like, oh, too much information. Like, don't worry, I don't have to swim. And I was like, cool. <laughs> um, but so see, you were honoring your cycle back then because it just, no, because <laughs> no, I wasn't bleeding. Oh, so that I was, was when you were, <laughs> I wasn't even, I didn't get my period until like middle of year 11, but in year eight, I was like, I don't want to swim. So I was just telling that oh. I've got my monthly. <laughs> and it was like, all right, no, oh, oh, because that's right. Miles just going, not too much to deal with. Yeah. Too it was like to too much information. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I don't have to swim. So yeah. But, um, so stage four, phase four, our inner autumn in Ayurveda, this is, our vata time again. So this is what we mentioned, the necroses. And there's a really beautiful quote from an Ayurvedic philosopher. I'm going to paraphrase here slightly, but it's when, if we haven't conceived, if we haven't actually, if the egg hasn't been fertilized, then the womb, when it goes into building up to the um, period, mourns the the loss loss. and the womb actually mourns the death of the potential fertilization which is that necrosis of the endometrial lining which which is why means death yeah which is why we can feel low and we can start to feel you know not too great again after we've had a peak you know summer and we felt great the autumn's kind of like that um you know like not my period i'm not super inwards and i'm not super like oh, fuck off. I'm just building up to that, like, oh. Yeah, and we know, like, in the seasonal changes of when we're heading into autumn after our summer, we do start to feel a little, just a bit, a little flat. And yeah, so many women in clinic will say that, oh, I looked on my app 
that's right. This is why I was feeling flat because I was just yeah. about to get my period. Yeah. And we can start to feel more sensitive and we might, you know, someone might say something that rubs us up the wrong way and we usually we might not have yeah. taken it. Yeah. But during this time we can feel just hypersensitive. Um and so this, again, like building up to that period, we do want to honor that time leading up to it. So it's, again, starting to include the broths again and the soups and the warming foods and the nourishing foods and really and carbohydrates. Yeah. Because it's also too, if you're not having your essential carbohydrates is that your blood glucose levels will start to drop. And then this yeah. also then affects your serotonin levels. Mm. Uh, and most of our serotonin, as we know, is made within our gut. Yeah. And so it's important that we're supporting our overall gut health, which is having your little prebiotics. So your garlics yeah. and your onions, particularly if you're not fructose intolerant. Yeah. Um, having, having your spices and then having your warming foods alongside your you know, sweet potatoes, um, your quinoas, yes. some of those grains. Yeah. All your beautiful beans as yeah, well. Yeah, your help. legumes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, this is the time that we're starting to honour the rest cycle as well. So really pulling back on overexertion in terms of, again, the social calendar, work commitments and physical exercise. So start to draw it back. Um, Not a great time for planning. No, no get into that more kind of rest phase. But like we said, this is the time for harvesting. So it's also a really great time to look back throughout the cycle and that time for introspection and maybe what didn't serve us, what kind of didn't feel too great and what really worked for us. And we were like, this was, you know. Can I do better? Yeah, yeah. And to kind of take that internal inventory. Um, And you know, then that's something that we can harvest to then plant the seed for the next cycle. So, okay, let's be real. I did too much in my menstrual phase. I did too much do in enough. summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of plants the, the seeds of what we want our next cycle to be. Um, and really highlights those ebbs and flows. Mm. If you look at it like the seasons, yeah. Because as essentially as women, we are nature. Yes. Our ebbs and flows, as you've um, will put up a, a picture for you, you'll be able to see the menstrual cycle in its ebbs and flows. So you can yes. see the peak times, the progesterone levels drop off in the luteal phase. Yeah. Um, and as the levels start to drop off, you get that decline. You start to feel you start to feel essentially a little bit flatter. Yeah. Um, the endometrial lining starts to be prepared to shed, and so and then mm. the cycle continues, doesn't yeah. it? It's like ongoing ebbs and flows, peaks and troughs. Yeah, and like we said, this is just a really beautiful invita- invitation to start to build that connection with your four phases and your cycle, and notice what comes up during each phase and how you can replenish yourself even more. And this is something that's going to be continued out for the rest of your cycle life, your bleeding life. And we have a really great, um, it's healthy, happy hormones, how to support yourself throughout the four phases of your cycle. So if you head to our um, the Angia website, you can download your guide to a happy, healthy Yes. hormones and it has all the foods to be able to eat yes. acup- acupressure points that you can do and mm. um, little tips and tricks to optimize your cycle throughout the different phases yeah definitely and I think it's also like all of these it's just coming back further into nourishing yourself and looking after yourself and doing all the right things and honoring of self and honoring our bodies so we're not going to get it right the first time and it's not, you know, striving for perfectionism. It's just this is what happens and to have greater awareness around each phase and what that means in our seasons and to just start to honour that incrementally, like small little changes will start to build up to those daily habits over time. So it's not something to overnight all of a sudden be like, oh, fuck, I have to go and do all this stuff. It's just small little things that over time will build up to those habits and, you know, create that beautiful relationship. And also to start to foster those conversations with your girlfriends or with your mom or, um, you know, any other females that you have in your life of, Hey, where are you in your cycle? 
fuck, same. Or like, I'm feeling like this too. And I was really flat and blah, 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 blah. But yeah. And I think, yeah, that's a great point. As you were saying earlier in the, throughout the conversation today Mm. is to really, if, if we develop, start developing those small little changes now, that then has a greater impact for us as women throughout all the different phases of our lives and through our transitions from maidens to mothers and then from mothers to menopause. And so that whole cycle continues the whole way through and Mm. how lucky are our listeners to be able to get a beautiful insight to the four phases, the four seasons. And so ladies, if you have any questions, we, you can head to our Instagram page, direct the, messages. Yeah, we are at the Lady Palace podcast. Um, so, yeah, ask us any questions you have, anything that you wanted to add to it, um, because this is a constant conversation. This isn't something that we just want to be telling our audiences. This is something that should probe conversation. Um, and so we really love to hear back from you. And if you, yeah, do have any more questions or anything you want to add, head over there. You'll see us there. And we'll put up some show notes from today as well. And you can download the, the lifestyle guide too. Yeah. And so also if you're, um, going through these four phases, tag us and hashtag us on your posts or in your stories and we can see where everyone's at in their different phases. Um, Hashtag the Lady Palace 4P. (laughs) 4PS. Love that. The phases and the seasons. 4PS, sister. (laughs) The Lady Palace, four phases, all that juicy good stuff. Um, and thanks again for tuning in and taking this time out to connect further back into your lady palace. Um, and well done for honoring your wombs and for going forth and being the incredible women that you are. So we're so grateful for you to tune in and we look forward to speaking with you next month. See you then. Bye. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.